Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we resume our study of Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. Our text for this week is found in chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, This is War, Part 2. I love this description, world forces of this darkness. What is this darkness? Well, if you're in Christ, Colossians chapter 1, you've been what? Transferred from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of His dear Son. You've been rescued from the world. You've been saved from your sin. And so they are world forces of this darkness. They are spiritual forces of wickedness. And would you look where they operate? Spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. The Greek is literally the heavenlies. Remember where we've seen that word? Right at the beginning of Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Well, in that same realm, the heavenly places, not, not physically on earth, um, a, a demon doesn't come at you with a switchblade in the dark, not a physical attack. In the realm of spiritual things, this battle takes place. And the point of this is to teach you you're in a battle. Don't be complacent. It is a battle for which God has provided us with all the resources that we need, and He's here giving us a good intelligence uh, report on the enemy. He comes with schemes or methods. And we can glean from the Scriptures and from the experiences of 2,000 years of generations of God's people in Christ before us, we know what a lot of these schemes are. Now, I'm going to... um, open the box and let out a little bit of a pet peeve in a little bit here. But I want you to understand that uh, there is a giant conspiracy against you. And it's a conspiracy that has to do with truth and error, lies and falsehood and undermining the truth. And then I want you to see some of how it would appear that these methodic, these methodical plots and schemes of the devil are working out these days. Here's a, here's a list of some of the schemes or methods of Satan. He loves to mix error with enough truth to make it appear plausible. 
That's exactly what he did with Eve in Genesis chapter 3. And he's been at it ever since. One one of the massive ways to do it now is to say, well, science tells us that all of this stuff has come to be as it is by evolution. The Bible says God created. So we're going to mash those two together and we're going to come up with, with scientific uh, evolu- or uh, with, um, with a, a creation evolution hybrid sort of a description of everything, which is a total denial of exactly what God says. So very closely related to that, Satan loves to quote but misuse Scripture. The devil didn't mind doing it to Jesus. He quoted Psalm 91 to Jesus when he was on the, the pinnacle of the temple. Throw yourself down. He'll bear you up with angels' wings. He just made sure that he twisted it. He made sure he did not uh, apply it in a sense based upon the meaning of what the Holy Spirit intended for the people who read that initially to understand it uh, to mean. Don't think that something is true just because the Bible, uh, or just because it has um, Bible verses or Bible words attached to it. Another thing that he loves to do is good things. Satan loves to masquerade behind good things. 2 Corinthians 11, 13, and 14 speaks of Satan and his emissaries. That would be his demons. That would be the spiritual forces that determine this whole world system. They appear as angels of light. Well, of course they do. You ever had anybody come knocking on your door and have a pamphlet or a book in their hand and say, good morning, I am an emissary of Satan. Would you please invite me in so that I can teach you lies and condemn your whole family to hell? Of course not. We are here to tell people the good news. He, he, he masquerades behind good things. Good works can be done by evil people, and they're still good works. They don't get anybody to heaven. They don't gain you any spiritual merit. They're part of Satan's plan to trick you, to desensitize you to the reality of what he's trying to accomplish in opposing God. Drug dealers don't go to kids and offer them poison. They offer them candy, ice cream, a a place to chill out. It's always trickery. There's also mimicking God's works. You know, um, Matthew chapter 7, verse, uh, verse 23, at the time of the proverbial gates of heaven, people are going to say, uh, let us in. Didn't we do all of these things? And they're going to mention miraculous things that they've done in His name. And Jesus is going to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't have you on my list. I'll add you right away. No, he says, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. People can do things that look Christian, sound Christian, and they put Christian words on them, and they can be completely phony, mimicking God's works. There's um, the one guy that I won't um, mention by name who has been, he's been totally debunked now, now, but he's famous for straightening people's, uh, lengthening people's legs one leg shorter than the other. It's a, it's a parlor trick. It's completely phony, as is 
everything you see in the so-called healing ministries today. Do you think God's going to give a miraculous ministry to somebody who propagates a false gospel? No, it's, it's, it's fraud. I, I've, I've thought back many times, and I haven't come up with an explanation for this yet. What in the world could they have been thinking? God sent Moses to Pharaoh, said, let my people go. Pharaoh didn't want to do that. You know the back and forth. Eventually, 10 plagues. The first plague comes. God is bringing judgment. And remember, Pharaoh's magicians did what? They imitated it. Oh, you're swarmed with locusts? Oh, your, your, your rivers all turned to blood? Well, we can do that too. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to reverse the awful thing than to duplicate it? Well, I've never have figured out exactly that one. But don't be tricked by the frauds. There's more. Oh, here's the one that's absolutely the center mass of deception in our world, enticing people through pride. Remember not too long ago, Scott Freeman preached on this, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Do not love the world, nor the things of the world. Who's in charge of the world? Satan is the God of this age. Do not love the world, nor the things of the, in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, that's improper desires for feelings-oriented things. It may or may not be sexual in every situation. The lust of the eyes, that's the desire to have things beyond what is granted to us by God. Face it, shiny things grab our attention. How many of you have waited to upgrade your phone until the old one died? Our whole, our whole advertising system is built upon convincing you how badly you need something that you didn't even know or ever thought about needing before. And there's something wrong with you if you don't have the biggest, the best, the shiniest. And that's all based on the boastful pride of life. We have the most. We have the biggest. We have the biggest budget. Our church has the most people. It just that, that temptation to be ostentatious and arrogant and and proud. And Jesus says those are all not or sorry John says those are all not from God. They are from the world and we know the world lies in the hands of the evil one. And then you want to know Satan's number one most consistent worldwide strategy is false religions and perversions of the truth. Satan is not an atheist. He is extremely religious. He knows that we are all created in the image of God. He knows that God built into us a religious bent, if you will. He knows we have a desire to, to understand who am I? Where am, why am I here? Where am I going? He, he understands that. And so he will do anything he can to get people to worship anything but the one true Word of God and the one true gospel of His Son, Jesus Christ. You want a mystical, worshipful, out-of-body experiences? Oh, we have a pill for that. You know, drink this and take two of those and, uh, you know, see you Tuesday night when you come to um, drugs or alcohol. It, 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 there's lots of things you can do, but 
anything to satisfy that desire for knowing that big picture other than the true big picture. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.